Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hello, folks. This is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Jeff C. I'm the host of the show and podcast and on the social team at Social Media Examiner. And I'm Grace Duffy, the producer of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show and a contributor to our website, Social Media Examiner. Today, we are excited to be joined by Stephanie Liu. And if you don't know who she is, she is a live video expert and social media consultant. She's the founder of Captivate On Command and host of Lights Camera Live, which is focused on helping brands succeed with live video. She's also a co-author of the upcoming book, The Ultimate Guide to Social Media Marketing. On today's show, we're going to explore the broad rollout of Facebook Live Producer and Creator Studio app with Stephanie. And we'll also discuss the Byte app, the latest looping video successor to Vine from the co-founder and maker of Vine. So Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning. So excited to be here, you guys. We're like so close to social media marketing world. There's all this like pent up excitement. <laughs> I know. It's amazing we can even focus for the show. We're so like, you know, we're so yeah, we're so excited to to get there to San Diego because it's cold here in Texas, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited to I get to see people like Stephanie and you, Jeff, and all of our really awesome speakers. So I am thrilled. So thank you for everyone for joining us for our last show before Social Media Marketing World 2020. So first things first, Facebook Live producer became available to everyone. Although it's been available for some time, some pages have been testing it in small batches since about, was it 2017, I believe, I think. Uh, but the company has confirmed that the old surface is now being depreciated and soon every user will be able to use Live Producer, making it the default surface for live streams on Facebook. For those who have not had access to Live Producer, Facebook says you'll be able to easily create high quality, more interactive live streams and more deeply connect, engage with your audience, which is intriguing. However, Stephanie, we know that you are a big fan of third-party tools like Ecamm Live, and I think you mentioned StreamYard uh, when we were emailing back and forth for your live streaming. In fact, you talked about a lot of these tools in a past podcast episode you did with Michael Selzner on the Social Media Marketing Podcast back in uh, September of 2018. So of course, you know, you have your own videos and your own website. So let's just jump in and talk about what are the pros and cons of Life Producer versus all of these awesome third-party tools? <laughs> well, gosh, I mean, okay. I remember when I first spoke to Michael Stelzner about Facebook Live Producer, like way back in the day. At first, I thought it was going to be really cool because the user interface actually looked like OBS Studio back in the day. So you could do things like split screens. You could invite a guest. There's so many things that you can do. And this new rollout, doesn't include any of that. And that was the part that was most surprising. I was like, wait a second. I talked to you at Facebook FA and I, I played around with it. 
And now that's not here. That's crazy. But as far as like the new rollout that they have, I mean, there are things that you would absolutely love if you're not using a third party tool. The basic fact that you could take advantage of cross posting, which for you marketers, right? If you wanted to go live on multiple pages, you don't even have to pay extra for that. Just do cross posting. And now you appear on like multiple different pages. How fun is that? Do you guys like that? Well, I love it. So I have a I'm question. Excited. I have a question. I want to follow up with that because the only downside I think on cross posting is that the comments go. So yeah, they're not in a central place. That's the only downside I think for marketers. Uh, and I, cause I know you are really super engaging in all your live videos, Stephanie, but uh, that's the only thing I have a problem with cross posting. Yeah, that, that is the downside. But if you have like an army of interns, right. right exactly. <laughs> or you, if you have Good other point. friends that, you know, they're, they're just like, Hey, you know what? I would love to have engagement on my page. You are more than welcome to cross post on my page. And then I'll be responsible for the comments there. And that's awesome. The other downside, if you want to go down that route, is if you're using chatbots in your live streams, right? Like Kelly Noble Mirabella is all about chatbots with live streaming. And if you only have your chatbot set up on the main page, every other page that you cross post to won't have that advantage either. Gotcha. Very good. That's great information to have. So one of the things that I want to ask you is, it seems like Live Producer for me it's really kind of laid out a lot for gamers because a lot of the, you know, some of the chat stuff and being able to slow chat down. I mean, a lot of small business, they don't have a lot of problems with, you know, like, you know, like gamers do where it's just constant comments all the time. So how can small or medium sized businesses benefit from live producer as well? As far as live producer goes, it what's very helpful about it is that you could schedule your broadcast ahead of time. I think that's fun. I also like the poll functionality. So if you want to engage with your audience, you could set up a poll and say, you know, let's say in the middle of your broadcast, now we want to hear from you and have people vote from there. I think that's definitely fun to have as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that they put in there and I'm like, oh, you know, that's cute. But, you know, ECAM and Shumir does it better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it sometimes does feel like they're a little bit behind uh, on some of the things that third-party tools have kind of implemented. You mentioned a little bit of having like an army of interns for cross-posting a live video. Are there any other like cross-posting strategies that you think that small businesses may have overlooked? Oh, gosh. You know, I love the cross-posting strategy if you're doing like a big blitz marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. Like if you just want to like take over the newsfeed and everyone's like, what is this event that's happening? Because everyone's talking about that. I think that's a fun way to leverage the cross-posting functionality. It's also a great way, like even if you didn't do it with live video, right? If you did it for regular video mm -hmm. and you just wanted to say to another page that shares the same interest, the same audience, if you want engagement on your page, here's a video that's already gaining traction. And by cross-posting, if you cross-post it to your page, guess what? You get all that views, that mm -hmm. social proof already showing up on your page. So this is a win-win type of relationship. That's awesome. What kind of uh, metrics are available in Live Producer? Like what kind of information can you get out of it? For oh, fine. Yeah. So what's interesting about Live Producer is that you get to monitor the, the health of your live stream, which I think is very helpful, right? Because mm -hmm. we still have people, you know, when they're first starting out, they're like, is this on? Like, <laughs> is there a delay? Is that... Is it like a 10 second, you know, and then right. they're trying to count <laughs> and then they're trying to count. You're like, stop counting, please. So the nice thing about Facebook live producer is that it'll let you know the health of your live stream. So you can see like if it's going up, if it's going down, if you need to yell at your coworker, like get off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> right. right. So there's this new comment thing that they kind of highlighted in this news article. Um, 
So how would you use this? I mean, I know third party is kind of a separate thing. A lot of us use the third party comments because it's so easy to use, but have you tried out and would you recommend this new comment monitoring available in this live producer? Well, it's interesting, right? Because they have different ways that you could do the comments. So the mm-hmm. first one is you could slow down the comments, right? So people can only comment every 10 seconds. And I think that's really smart if you're a gamer, mm-hmm. right? Or if you're like PBS and you're live streaming right. like an, a national event. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the discussion one is really interesting because then that's saying you will only show comments if it has a hundred characters or more. So that actually is really interesting because then you want to only see comments where you're getting more deep dive into their insight and their feedback. And I think that could really help as far as like sparking conversations. What do you guys think about that? So when you say that, does that mean that it filters out all the comments that are just like, cool, awesome, yay. Mm -hmm. Hi, what's up? Yeah. (laughs) What are you guys talking about? (laughs) Will there be a replay? Hashtag replay. I'm I'm kind of torn on this because yes, I understand they're trying to get deeper discussion. And I guess if you're like, like you said, PBS or something like that, where you're getting a lot of stuff and you want to really get just the meaty conversations going. But I know a lot of small businesses and I mean, a lot of people do an emoji if you say something funny, you know, and you, you can go, you know, and you can kind of have some banter back and forth with those people. And, uh, you know, a hundred c- characters is a lot, really, if you think yeah. about the comments. And so I don't know, I'm still torn on that one. So, yeah, I'm a little torn on it, too, because, again, like you have other live streamers like Owen Video, Molly mm-hmm. Mahoney, where they're using chat bots and they try to make it very, very simple. Right. Say a certain word and then you have your comic growth tool. So I think that could be very limiting in that sense. But this is a good time to talk about all those different comment functionalities, because if you are, let's say, the host and then you have a producer that's setting things up on the back end, they might have a different different idea of like, oh, this is smart. Let's just turn that on. And then you're like, how come I'm not seeing any comments, Mm. right? Mm. And you're like, what is going on with this show? And I would definitely, like for me, I would turn that off simply because if you're trying to get new viewers to the show, and, you know, sometimes they just need like a little icebreaker. Right. And you could say something like, just let us know where you're watching from. That's a good icebreaker because now they're making these little micro commitments. And if you limit to say, like, give me a dissertation, you're like, wait a second. I don't know if I want to do that. Mm. Kelly, yeah, the, Kelly oh, uh, Noble Marabella in the comments here just said, I actually prefer a phrase over a single word for triggering a bot, which is good advice. Yeah, and she's and she's the bot lady, so yeah, she knows what she's talking about there. So uh, we had her on uh, a couple weeks ago, so make sure you go back and listen to that episode because she dropped a ton of stuff on uh, Facebook bots. So make sure you do that. Um, the question I have, because they added this option, Stephanie, do you think you know there are certain things that will kind of uh, dampen maybe some of your reach on your live streams or certain keywords that if you say like share this or you know that they've said that will kind of limit your reach of going out. Do you think that this is kind of a precursor to Facebook really wanting these deeper comments when they're giving you this option to turn them off? You know, Facebook has a very, very robust AI and Mm -hmm. artificial intelligence. And had you ever been to any of their Facebook F8 conferences, they do a lot of modeling. They do a lot of listening into conversations. So I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised that they want to get a hundred characters or more, which is why, again, it's nice that this is an option and it's not right. a default. Right. Right. So I think a lot of live producers are going to be start trying to think about how they can get those more engaging comments because uh, 
to me, that's really interesting that they're giving that option. So uh, we do have some more great news. Well, not great news, but interesting news. Facebook launches this Creator Studio mobile app, which is, it's really interesting because Facebook launched this Creator Studio app. It's available for both iOS and Android. And it's this on-the-go companion to Creator Studio, which is available on the desktop. And it's really interesting because you can do a lot of things now. And I guess a lot of creators were asking for this. For example, you can manage and make adjustments to your content. You can track the performance, your analytics, engage with the audience. But it's lacking one big glaring thing. You can't upload content to the app and you can't create a new post from scratch, which is really, really odd to me. So how significant do you think this is, Stephanie, uh, to this limitation? Is, is it a frustration to, in your opinion or does it really not matter? I think it's great for those that only want to see data, right? Mm. So I think it's very helpful for those that just want to be outside of the main Facebook app where you could get derailed by different notifications. We were talking about this, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes if you just want to check on something, you just want to check on something. And I think it's very helpful if you have like a high level stakeholder and you're just like, jump into the creator app. This is all you need to know. And then go about your day. Right. So I think that's helpful as for someone that's like a social media strategist, a community manager, I'd probably hang out more in the pages app. I would find more value from that. Gotcha. That's a great, those are some great tips. This app was developed based on direct feedback from creators who'd been testing it and it continues to roll out to more people and Facebook responds oh, no. to this question. No. Yeah, that wasn't me. I wasn't one of them. So um, what were some features that you would, might, I mean, other than being able to like create stuff on there, are there any other features you'd like to see added to the app? Well, I would love to see the Facebook live creator studio come back. Right. So, yeah. So that's okay. So we're talking about the Facebook creator app, but within that app was the creator studio. And in that you could actually create like your own frame. You could do your intros and your outros through a mobile device, which means that you didn't have to use a third party platform and you could still have a branded live stream right then and there. So that was the part I'm like, Oh, it's back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they just took it away. It was like one day it's just not there. You just couldn't use it. Yeah. And so yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I was there gaslighting me. I'm like, no, I know it was there. I totally blogged about it. Right. <laughs> I saw it. It was in the podcast it. I talked about. Right. So, okay. My first thought, like you said, is, is like another Facebook app. We already have the main app, the page manager app, and now this. So for page admins, business owners, brand managers, people that aren't necessarily calling themselves creators that are already managing so much, what's the advantage of using this app versus any of the others, like what's the big difference between the creator app and the page manager app, for instance? Yeah. For a second, I was like, okay, PR team, <laughs> right. do you need something else to announce right now? Is this just like a slow <laughs> news cycle that you're like, you know, let's just rinse and repeat this and right. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not a huge difference between the two. Like, no, no. So do you think that the creator app will necessarily be useful for business and marketers? Or do you think it's just, you know, like, oh, I want the creator studio app. <laughs> yeah, I, I want I want creator studio back. I mean, if there's a way that you can like upload things, I'm like, this is what I want. Not right. that. Right. That's that's what I do. I mean, honestly, if you have space on your phone, go ahead and download it. Check it out. If you like the features and functionalities, just like because the UI is a lot cleaner. I would say yes. like it's a lot larger. 
So you could see like how your posts are doing. It gives you a comparison as far as like your reach and your distribution. That's nice. That's nice to have right then and there. And then you could pop back out. But if you are a community manager, if you're managing multiple pages, multiple clients, then you're, you're better off using the pages app. Right. Right. Or using this on desktop because at least you can create posts and, right. <laughs> and upload content. The, right. So, yeah. So I, since it rolled out, I downloaded it. And I, the thing I use it for is like, I'll go do a live show or do an interview like we did earlier this week at, on social media examiners channel on Facebook when I interviewed um, Rachel Penderson and what we, you know, I wanted to see afterwards just how it was doing. So I used the app just to go in there and see those analytics, which was nice. I mean, I didn't have to go back to my computer. I was, I think it was out to lunch and I was able to go and, and pull that stuff up and see if there's any comments I needed to take care of. That's cool. Cause it is like Stephanie said, a lot cleaner. It doesn't feel clunky. It looks pretty much like the desktop version on mobile. It's just really nice. But just like you said, those features to create aren't there. And it, it, it's called the creator app. And I mean, come on, you can't create <laughs> yeah. anything. You just look. You're like, where's the seamless experience? Right. Now you have to hop through different apps. So it's just, it's a nice to have. Again, I would use it for, I would recommend it for that stakeholder where they just want to see what's going on with their page. That would be the best app just to see how you're doing as their strategist, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're doing great. We're awesome. Mm-hmm. Boom. Good to go. Please don't create content for us. Right. <laughs> so, it's in what? App where they can't post anything. <laughs> right. So bad PR there. So the interesting thing, a lot of articles that I read were saying that they think this is just the first iteration. There's going to be more features added later. Hopefully that is the case. Ange- Angelica in the comments asked, what's the name of this? It's the creator app and you can download it from the iOS store. I think it's on Android as well. And so you can download it there uh, if you're trying to find that and play with it a little bit. So it is available. It, it, it's rolling out, I think, to most people. It says it's rolling out to more and more people. So I don't know how it's trickling out, but I didn't have any problem getting it. I don't think any of you guys had issues downloading it either. So no, um, pretty, pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. the next piece of news is this is really interesting and it may be a little too little too late, but the makers of vine release a new looping video app called bite. So late last month, Vine co-founder Dom Hoffman released Byte, a video app. He was saying it's the newest successor to Vine. It didn't say anything about TikTok. But uh, like Vine, Byte allows uh, creators to shoot and upload six seconds looping video and promises a a really cool community. And it's going to be the simpler follow model. And it's really, it's it's like the next thing of Vine. They really pushed that really, really hard. And for when it became available, it was briefly the most downloaded app in the App Store, crossing 1.3 million downloads. So it's really interesting that this is going on, but I don't know. TikTok, it's the big kind of the elephant in the room. Yeah. Stephanie, were you a big Vine user when it was about out and about? Like, were you big into that platform? I was there for like the funny videos or like even like the magicians. Yeah. You're like, man, magician, you are so fascinating because they would just suspend time and believe. And you're like, oh, that was really cool. I mean, mine was really nice to see how creative people got in their editing process. And then as someone where you're just like, how did they do that? (laughs) And then for it to replay like six seconds, I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. It was all magic, Stephanie. It was all magic. (laughs) Have you checked out Bite, Stephanie? I have. Yeah, just a little bit. And I was like, okay, that's cute. And then I went to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to remember Zach, Zach King, like Kelly mentioned in the comments that Zach King, you know, started there. I don't know if he's gone back to Byte. I haven't checked any to see if he's doing anything, but I see him more on Instagram than anywhere else. 
you know, in an interview with TechCrunch and uh, the Forum Post, uh, Hoffman stated that, and this is kind of the thing that they're really trying to get TikTok users. They're saying this plans to focus on monetization early on and will soon roll out a pilot of its partnership program to help creators monetize their content. So this is a big deal because a lot of creators get like really kind of hacked off that there's no way to make money and they're the ones making all the content. And so what do you think of this, Stephanie, of Byte kind of taking a different strategy compared to places like TikTok? I love it. I think it's a smart strategy. When other people are going to zig, you're going to go zag. So try something different. It, just that small difference made it newsworthy, right? Because not only is it a six second video, but you're also incentivizing your creators, which like you said, people have been like, well, if I'm putting all this other stuff, like even on TikTok, right? It's like, I love to live stream, but I have to wait until I get a thousand followers in order to start that. I'm like, man. Yeah. <laughs> And the New York Times reported that in early days, Byte has uh, is willing to pass 100 percent of their ad revenue onto participants. So something to think about 100 percent. So, yeah, that's yeah. a lot. So do you think that this is going to be a, a thing that is going to be really attractive to creators to give them money before they've even had a chance to prove themselves? I mean, this is kind of unheard of. Like you said, you know, you have to have a thousand followers or something like this. As a creator, because I know you do stuff and you do a lot of video stuff, does this really like, do you like, oh, I had to try TikTok because I can make, if I can, I should go try Byte because I could actually make money on it. I would love to try it. I think as marketers, we're all like little scientists. We want to experiment and we want to try things out, whether it works for us or for our clients. As a live video person, yeah, I'd love to test it out. I want to see what features are there because what's always interesting about a new app is that you want to see like, what does this app have to offer that I wish the other ones had, <laughs> right? Because then maybe, and Facebook is known for doing this, Facebook might go, oh, that was a good idea. Maybe I could take that. Right, exactly. <laughs> they, they, I'll just buy that company. I'll just, I'll just buy much. that. <laughs> yeah. So when Vine shut down, I mean, we, we mentioned it just a bit ago, a lot of the stars, a lot of the big Vine stars graduated onto YouTube and other platforms like Instagram and TikTok. And some used their Vine presence to establish careers in entertainment. There was a guy named Eric Dunn who was interviewed in this big uh, New York Times piece about it. So, and he's talked about how it launched his career in entertainment, whatever that may be. So, um, But at the time when Vine shut down, I think it was like 2016, 2017, the world was completely different. And now there's like a ton of video. There's a ton of places to go live on video or to even do video at all. The app market has since expanded and space on our phones is getting pretty limited. So what, if anything, do you think Byte has to offer in this world? And, and I mean, like some of the earlier things I read was that like Byte is very much what Vine was, mm -hmm. and but we're in such a different place right now. Well, I think with with every platform, it has its own unique custom and etiquette, right? So like LinkedIn used to be viewed as like this professional platform where you had to be very, very professional. And now it's turned into a video platform where you could share more about yourself. And then Instagram, people view it as the perfect version, the, the highlight reel of your life. And then for TikTok, they don't care about any of that. They just want to make you laugh. They, right. <laughs> they want to do their silly dances. And that's probably why a lot of people go over to TikTok too, is just because it's fun. And yeah. so 
it really, I think it's really going to depend from a psychology perspective, what bite is going to offer that's different from those other platforms. Like sometimes I, I feel like I stress out when I have to post on Instagram. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> do I have the right, <laughs> have the right lighting, right. the perfect filter, all that. That's why you only find me in stories. Cause I'm like, boom, boom, six seconds out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked uh, Rachel Penderson the same question when she was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Do you recommend cross-pollinating and repurposing some of your Facebook lives to site like TikTok or Byte? I mean, because, you know, and I'll just tell her you what she said. She goes, well, it's kind of its own platform. And, it, you know, that might be hard to do. So what are your thoughts? I mean, you, I know you love to repurpose because I see your stuff on Twitter and all the other places as well. But what about these small little, you know, the six seconds and the, the TikTok kind of videos? Yeah, I think that's going to be kind of hard to do because like, especially like on TikTok, the way that people have their videos formatted has a certain structure. And so people are used to knowing like, oh, if it has a title here, then I should stick around because this song is going to teach me something, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like how they do it. That's like the unspoken rule. Right. It's the model, it's the format. And so if you're trying to repurpose your live videos, I would try to repurpose it so that it follows that etiquette for that specific platform. Like I would have just take a Facebook live video, the whole, you know, 30 to 45 minutes and, you know, chop every single one of those Mm -hmm. into a a bite video. That would be crazy. I would probably just get like the highlights, use, use the features that bite or TikTok has to offer, like the, the text overlay, all of that good stuff. And then again, try to make it native to the platform itself. Gotcha. The question I want to ask you as a live video producer and as a marketer, does this scare you at all, these these shorter type of videos that, you know, we're going to lose our, our attention span. It's going down. They only have six seconds for us. How in the world am I supposed to do that as a marketer and as a live video producer? Does this kind of, these new platforms like this, do these worry you at all as a, a marketing strategist? No, not at all. I mean, when, when I think about these other platforms that are even short form, I view them as like little digital breadcrumbs, Mm. digital breadcrumbs that I could like I could spark this curiosity, pique somebody's interest, get that dopamine hit. And if they want to learn more, then they have to go to the buffet, which is going to be like your website or your main YouTube channel, your main Facebook page. I think it's a great way to get people off of these other platforms that are other early adopters to come find you to where you really are. So it's definitely using these tools as a funnel, which is what we talked about with our guests last week. So creating funnels, right? So Mm -hmm. that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. And Stephanie, I am so excited to see you uh, shortly at Social Media Marketing World. But if people aren't going to be at Social Media Marketing World and, you know, they can get a virtual ticket if they want to go to socialmediamarketing.world. But if they want to find out more about Stephanie Liu, where can they go find you at? Yeah. So the best place is to hang out at lightscameralive.com. That's where you'll find all of the replays, where I'm going to be at, all that good stuff. But if you really wanted to geek out, if you really, really, really wanted to geek out, it's a social media strategist Facebook group, because that's where like all the strategists kind of go in and we're like, Hey, have you seen this? Have you heard that? And then you get to hang out. Very cool. So what are you actually going to be talking, which I know it's on live video, but what's your session title called at coming up at Social Media Marketing World? Oh, well, that's the interesting part is that I'm not on the live video track. Oh, that's this right. Year, yeah. This year I'm on the video creation track. Oh, okay. And so the title of the talk is Unknown to Unforgettable, the art and science of how to be irresistible on camera. So imagine this, imagine taking everything that we can learn from cognitive science 
marketing and neurolinguistic programming to help you increase your impact and your influence on camera. So what are some things that you can do such as like nonverbal cues? What can you say to go ahead and increase your impact? That way your delivery is so much more memorable on camera. Mm, that's awesome. Well, I am very excited. I know so many people are excited to see you. Um, so how many years has this been for you? This is like your, is it your second year speaking in like four, how many years have you been coming? Gosh, this is my second year speaking. I've been at Social Media Marketing World since day one, because since I'm from San Diego, when it very, very first started, I was like, oh, you mean I just got to go across the street? Sure, I'll go across the street. (laughs) (laughs) And then to see it grow and expand and just evolve. And now you see people flying in from all over the world. I mean, it's it's very hard for you not to go Right. Like you, you call up all your friends. You're like, Hey, what are you doing this week? It's like, what are you talking about? I'm at social media marketing. world. <laughs> you get like extreme FOMO. Since you've been going so many years, what is your biggest takeaway from the conference? And like, what would you tell somebody who's like going for the first time? Go in with an open mind and an open heart and an open palm and say hi. <laughs> Cause everyone is so excited to meet one another. Right. Because we all get connected online. We've probably seen your video. We've probably interacted with you in a group. You've built that rapport online. And then to finally, to finally meet that person in real life, it's like, oh my gosh, you get that oxytocin, all this happy brain chemicals. You're like, hey, (laughs) right. Right? And it it solidifies that experience. And one thing that I always tell people is that when you're on this digital marketing journey, there are resources in relationships. So take that opportunity to jump into the Whova app and engage with people, network, schedule some time because that's your people, right? That's your tribe. Yeah. I don't think there's a a niche or little thing too specific that I haven't been able to find it at this conference, right? So there's so many different kinds of people, so many different kinds of marketers, so many people doing so many different things. It is a great place. And I am so looking forward to seeing you there, Stephanie. I'm so excited. I know. I'm like, the countdown is real. That's right. It is. So if you can't travel to San Diego, you know, sometimes going to social media marketing world in person just isn't possible. Luckily, there's a great way to catch all those great sessions from like Kelly and from Stephanie from home. The virtual ticket is the next best thing. You can get your virtual ticket. You can experience uh, social media marketing world 2020 from anywhere in the world, even your PJs, if you want, you won't judge. So you can get your virtual ticket, go to socialmediamarketing.world. That's socialmediamarketing.world and you can pick it up there. So we'd love to see you. Well, and if you can travel to San Diego or if you're like Stephanie here, like you're local and you just have to go across the street, you can still grab that all access ticket, same website, socialmediamarketing.world. So come be live in person in the middle of the action, jump in and Come be with all of us. I saw Mari Smith tweeted this morning or maybe posted on Facebook. It was just like, she called it our family reunion. And I'm like, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> it is yeah. Like that. We had to have like the big old family barbecue. That's right. <laughs> yep. oh, now I'm hungry. So Stephanie, thank you so much for being here today. We sure appreciate it. And we will see you in, in a couple of days. Thanks so right. much. Thanks see so you later. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Thank you. For more details about this show, you know, Grace does an incredible job of wrapping everything up on the Social Media Marketing World talk show recap, and it publishes on Saturdays at Social Media Examiner. You can find out all about that at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news. We'd also love for you to subscribe to our podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify with new uh, episodes publishing every Saturday. Please leave us a review uh, that helps us uh, get the name out. And also, next week, 
we're taking a break because we're going to be at Social Media Marketing World. So our next show is Friday, March 13th, 2020 at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can sign up and get on our calendar at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. Grace, thank you as always for pulling the show together. You did an incredible job as always. Well, thank you, Jeff, for being on the show with me like twice in one week, basically. So, And thank you to everyone who is here to join us. And thank you to Stephanie Liu for being our guest expert, man. I learned a lot about live video. I'm not as into live video as the two of you are. So I learned a ton just researching the show and being on the show and talking to Stephanie just now. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you uh, at Social Media Marketing World. Talk to you later. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.